Hello, and welcome to the 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some super crazy, high energetic people today. <laughs> Missy. Hey. Mike. That's me. Tommy. Hi. And our super crazy energetic person guest, Liam. Yo. Nailed it, guys. I'm so so glad we brought you along. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're here to bring you along for the ride. Hello. Welcome, everyone. How was everyone's week going? That's so cold. It has been very cold. It snowed multiple times this week. It's been great. Mine was a weird week. Well, yours was weird? It was, a, well, at least the weekend was weird. I had to do sales for work and i'm not usually a salesperson i'm more of an introvert which is why i'm the bike mechanic you know but i was out front in charge of a booth in a coliseum and it was really strange i was making sales i was getting to know people i had to step out and actually confront people and that was very nerve-wracking for me but i think i actually did pretty good like people for whatever reason have already left reviews on our store mentioning my name specifically at that coliseum and i was like yeah that's really weird i don't like that i don't like that at all and then on top of that i basically my first experience driving a trailer this weekend it was on the highway it was pretty spooky and then the reason why i was late today for the podcast is because in the middle of driving the trailer not only was it downpouring i mean my things were max speed, and it was basically like foggy at that point. It was downpouring, it was nighttime, and my headlights were broken. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was riding completely dark. It was the low beams that were broken. The high beams were working. So that was good. So sometimes, you know, when cars weren't right in front of me, I would use the high beams. But other than that, I was like... <laughs> I felt like a grandma, like trying to look at something really closely. I was so far <laughs> forward above the steering wheel looking. I'm like, where are the lines again? <laughs> and that was my experience coming home today. Very scary. So everyone was going, you know, 70 miles per hour. I was probably going 45. I was like, Ooh. I was a little spooked, but all my other lights were working, which is good. You know, backup lights. But it was a spooky time. It was spooky for Tommy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you made it home safe. Or did you? I don't know. Are you actually a ghost? <laughs> Are we talking to a ghost right now? <laughs> Tommy, no that happened to me driving the old gray van uh. home on the night of my high school graduation. What a way to graduate. <laughs> I pulled <laughs> out of the parking lot from the equestrian center and the lights could just go out. Just yep. gone. Uh-huh. I was like, oh no. Yeah, it was... It was very uncomfortable because it was like, this is my third time driving the trailer as well. So Mm. it was just like, oh gosh. Like I I was uh, hyper attentive when driving today uh, and very on purpose. So was it a work vehicle or was it your vehicle? It was a work vehicle too. It was a Jeep Wrangler. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but when you put like a bunch of suspension on Jeep, it gets something called the death wobble, (laughs) where if you are going a little fast, it just wobbles automatically. You mm. Like you couldn't be moving your steering wheel. The Jeep is wobbling. So was, you know, on top of that, it was a little spooky having the death wobble with no headlights at night when it was pouring rain. <laughs> and that just sounds like you pull over to the side of the road and you decide this is my life now. I live here. <laughs> so I live here. I'll take the bikes in the back and I'll leave. <laughs> I'm going. But yeah, that was my, uh, that was my weekend. A little mm. stressful. Well, I'm glad you got was, home safe. I'm glad too. 
<laughs> it's too bad for the bikes, man. They're left there. But I got them safe. This didn't happen this week. It happened last week. I meant to tell you about it last week for the podcast. Happened previous before last. Whatever. Anyway. Cut all that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was New Year's Eve. And Aaron and I were like, not going to go out. So we decided to watch a movie. And we go on HBO Max and there's a bunch of movies and it's like, hey, last chance, it's kind of, you know, leaving December 31st. And I was like, well, oh, that's today. Cool. So we'll watch a movie. So we started the movie at about like nine, 10 or something like that. And we watched Frequency with uh, Jim oh. Caviezel and Dennis Quaid because she'd never seen it. Oh, and, um, uh, you know, it was both better and worse than I remember it, but it was no. still good. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're getting like right into the thick of it, like the near the end, the meaty plot. And then it just like stops loading. And I go, what's going on? It's like 1025 or something. And we try and refresh the screen and the title is no longer available because mm. it changed over at whatever time period. <sighs> so it was no longer December 31st. <sighs> so we couldn't finish the movie. I was like, why? Why would you do that? Uh, yeah that so sucks. pro tip that sucks. if you are streaming a movie and it says it's leaving be prepared for it to not be, be there. prepared for it to, <laughs> to leave, leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amy and don't I think were watching... your time zone is the right one <laughs> amy and i were watching a mini series once and there was one episode left and we've been watching it like back to back days and it was just gone there was no warning the next day we go to watch the last episode and it's just gone what was that something about the Wizard of Oz with Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, Robin. that's a good. That's that's a good series. It's like I mean, it's, it's sci-fi, terrible. so it's terrible it's and corny. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. But, oh, yeah. uh, it was fun. It was it was a very interesting, unique, it's a neat twist. Like, twist on it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, you, love unique twists on old stories. So it the genre is right up our alley, along with some of the actors. Oh, yeah. It's just it was they, terrible. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They also did a version of kind of the, in the same realm of like kind of not retelling, but telling the story differently. Because this, I forget what it's called, but it it takes place after The Wizard of Oz takes place. So it's actually a continuation. And I like when, you know, stories kind of bring in those elements. But they also did another one that was based off of Alice in Wonderland as well. Mm. And that one I thought was pretty good too. I mean, you know, again, still terrible. It's sci-fi, but pretty good. <laughs> pretty good for sci-fi standards, I guess. I don't know. If it's good, good sci-fi. on sci-fi, it doesn't last. Oh, that yeah. is very true. Hence the expanse. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Did that get canceled? No, the, it well, started. the expanse started on sci-fi. Oh, okay. I think for two It was like two, two or seasons? three seasons. And then they canceled it, and so Fox picked it up. And you know Fox yeah. cancels anything in a hot second. Yeah. And so they canceled it. And then Classic. Amazon was like, we'll take that, thank you. Yeah, so it was two <laughs> seasons so. on sci-fi, if I'm not mistaken. One season with Fox, and then it was on Amazon for the okay. next ones, which the last episode comes out on Friday. Oh, my God, I keep forgetting. Oh, super I'm going to watch on. that. This could be awesome. Oh, yeah. I love this show. I mean, I know what happens, but I'm super behind on it. I'm pretty sure it's the series finale, though. I don't think they're going all nine or ten books. I think they're only going for the no. first well, six. They're still writing the books, technically. Oh, maybe they'll come so, back and do a movie or something. Amy kind of so my. My, they might. My fun fact about The Expanse is The Expanse was originally written as an MMO for, I want to say like a Japanese MMO, and it just wound up not being good enough. And so it got 
canceled and they're like, oh, that sucks, whatever. So they're like, but we still really like this world. Let's make a D&D campaign out of it. So they made a D&D campaign out of their world that they had created and they loved it so much that they were like, we should write books about this. <laughs> so they wrote books about their D&D experience and then the books became so popular that a TV show was made out of it. Oh and the TV show is so popular that they're making a video game out of it. Oh my gosh. And I love the full, full circle. circle. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. Telltale's uh, coming back. Yeah. Telltale's. Or freaking, uh, whatchamacallit, for the expanse, which is really cool to me. Yeah. I thought they were just like done and dusted, but nope. They coming back with the expanse, and that's really exciting, actually. Yeah. What is so that's like my that's that's why I love the expanse, and I love like the full circle that they've gone through with this. So, uh, Telltale's is a video game studio, or is it a kind? Of, yeah, video mm -hmm. game studio, and they make very story driven games. Okay. Which I don't think there's usually a lot of action in those, right? It, it's more like semi quick time events where you have to choose between one path or another. They've done a lot of non-original IP. So they've done a basically Back to the Future 4. Mm -hmm. They've done stuff with The Walking Dead, with Batman, with, I believe, uh, no, I don't think Harry Potter was in there. Game of Thrones was one of the ones they've done. A, a bunch of major IPs. They do, you know, story-based games where it's Minecraft. kind of choose your own adventure, but more on a rails sort of thing. Yeah, it's basically you get to like dialogue points in the story and you choose your dialogue and then that scene plays out how you choose it. Oh, uh, okay, there's not okay. like you're not moving around. You're just watching a movie that you're choosing. It's like an interactive it. book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty much. It's also it's kind of like a point and click adventure in sort of the same style as like Monkey Island and like the classic oh, yeah. Luke, LucasArts stuff. But without oh, that major puzzle solving sort of aspect. It's more, wow. you know, dialogue and story driven. So, so this is animating a, a choose your own adventure book, basically. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they they put out some good stuff. They also put out some junk. So it's it depends upon which series. <laughs> we'll it see is. what this is gonna be. <laughs> but yeah, no, excited for uh, for them. I don't know that I'll play the game. I might play the game, but you'll play the game. I love the explains. The explains. The explains. <laughs> the explains. Explains me that. <laughs> explains me this. Well, cool. I'm excited today, guys, because we are going to kind of talk about our sort of top things. We're going to kind of go over 2021 um, and just kind of talk about some of our awesome things that we had experienced throughout the year for you. But before we do that, it's been a long time, but we're doing a challenge. Yay! Oh. Woo! Yay! Horns, 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 um, horns, 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 horns. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of reiterate what the challenge is, is that the challenge is we take a word and we basically try to make something creative based off of that word. For example, this past challenge time, uh, the word was purple. And the idea is it can take you, you know, five minutes, five days, Five hours, whatever, five to create. Months. In this <laughs> five, case, it was five sorry. months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five, five, five months, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll be better. It'll be fine. But to, to make something creative using the time that you have, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just to help 
kind of push your abilities and challenge your abilities, push you out of your comfort zone and do something you maybe wouldn't normally do. Get them juices flowing. Get them juices flowing. Exactly. Thank you. I couldn't think of the other thing. Uh, Yeah. So this time we had purple and I'm going to go first because I know that. Because you've been itching and clawing and so excited to do (laughs) that. And I also know it's the worst. So we'll get the worst out of the way so you guys can get to the good stuff. I'm very excited to show you mine just because I've had. So I wrote a song and when thinking about the word purple, I was trying to think about like purple what's purple i was like red and blue mixed together i don't know i it was a very tough time for me but the thing i kept going back to was like purple flowers and one of the ones that stick out in my mind are like the was it scottish thistle the kind of beautiful scottish thistle flower and i was like well how do i incorporate that and I kept thinking about like Scottish and Celtic and everything. And I thought, well, I'll make like a little Celtic ditty instead. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's my inspiration for this song. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you to, to hear. I've been singing it for months in my head and to myself and out loud. And I think a lot of people are sick of hearing it. So I hope you enjoy. My father said, now listen, lass, for now's the time to come To find yourself a strapping spouse and off you both shall run I'll be tried and true and marry you, no fears left for your head His bonny bride, my future son, and off you both shall wed My mother whispered low to me what your father said is true the time has come to find someone, but when you're picking who? Be a strapping lad or bonny lass, the choice is up to you. Just find someone who looks upon like you're their stars and moon. My sister chuckled right at me, a spouse you now must choose. To tie you down and keep you bound, now that's a way to lose. How about let's go out and shop a belt for that's what I would do. Cause why have one when it's more fun if you could have a few? My brother looked into my eyes. Now listen to me true. It should not matter who you marry. Oh, what you decide to do All I care about Is getting you out By the next time moon My room's too small and I want yours It's, it's got, got the bonniest view Oh, I Before you say anything, I think I need to have you distinguish quality and the ability to make quality. You do not have the tools necessary to make a full orchestra or anything like Mike and I have. But the song that you made is, I think it's pretty good. (laughs) I loved it. I could hear us singing that at the run fest. Yeah. Right? That's that's also the vibe I was thinking. That was a lot of fun. You just like if you wanted to put instruments in, I don't know if that was something you wanted to do, 
You just don't have the yeah. yeah you don't have the <laughs> tools to make that exactly. <laughs> but what there. you made was good. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I um, I guess when I'm saying it's it's not as good is like the recording quality isn't as good, and my mixing skills are not good. Okay. So to me, that made it seem like a terrible idea. But I think the the core of it is good. I just I I have edited it for so long <laughs> that it's just all become mush in my mind. <laughs> but I I really I don't know. I thought it was it was like a fun a fun little ditty. Yeah. So I mean, it really yeah. wasn't that bad in terms of you know just basic production for the equipment that you have and are using. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be upset by that at all. <sighs> I did it, guys. <laughs> and I I think one of the biggest parts about doing these challenges is not just to get your creative juices flowing but you teach yourself new skills along the way and i'm sure that i added reverb and stuff to it i was like (laughs) so proud of myself (laughs) Uh, yeah and exactly Uh, i'm sure that that you learned so much by doing it and that is only going to help you be more creative in the future because it will get you from point a to b that much quicker you'll be like oh i know what i can do here instead of having to try to struggle to do that thing you know, it will come more naturally True. just because you did the challenge. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's awesome. I also want to point out for us here, but anybody listening, we all have songs today, but that you don't have to, you can paint, you can draw, you can write, you can yeah. like write a story, you can make up a poem. It's anything creative. We just all happen to do songs. <laughs> so this is a Be- song challenge. Yeah, being that this is a <laughs> audio medium that we are presenting it in songs or you know read out stories are best but yes we we would also like to see what you do based upon these challenges so show us your purple if it's a picture or a painting or something share it with us you know it'll inspire us to keep writing there you go all right tommy i think you're next on the chopping block i am next and i have a slight prefix for the family and not really for the audience i didn't realize i was actually doing the the booth this weekend and i was planning to spend like i found out the day before i had to go and then that day i was also working all day so there's a lot of mixing problems it's loud in some areas loud not it cuts out abruptly so just know that and i i want to go back in and finish it a little bit but there's there's mixing problems so know that i was gonna say we'll post the finished product yeah as well but then for the audience the exclusive uncut version (laughs) (laughs) for the audience specifically I am not a writer when it comes to writing lyrics. I fucking suck. But I believe that in writing this, it helped me understand how to write a song better or how to write the songs that I want to write better. Is this perfect? Is it a Missy level writing? No, no, no. This is Tommy level writing. But do I enjoy it? I enjoy it at its at its core. It needs some some spicing here and there. Like I use repeat repeat words here and there. But this this helped me tremendously, not only uh, with my compositions, but learning how to write, sitting down, and actually writing lyrics. So be prepared for that. I think there's one last thing. Oh, uh, all you need to know is noir. Well, uh, do you want to talk about what inspired it? Like how the word purple inspired it? It was really just a, I was thinking, what would a person that would wear purple look like? Yeah, like what would they, what would they wear? Who are they? How can I be inspired by them? And then, boom, that's, that's the idea I took off of it. So it, you'll, you'll figure it out as it goes. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please come gather around. I've been in the criminal underbelly of this beautiful city, and I've got a story to tell about the things that I have found. Would it shock you if I said things were, well, quite shitty? You see, there is this man. He goes by the kingpin. He wears a purple tie, purple suit, white shirt, and cougar pants. Although I can tell you in that outfit, it wasn't a win. But he never did let that ruin any of his plans. He was the man about town. Ruling everything from the underground. At this moment, I felt I had to stage a beat. I knew it was a bit of a frisk, but I had to take the risk. This was a tall task, and surely no easy feat. Sitting on top of a mountain of money. Wearing a crown of his enemies. How many would I even have to kill before he'd become a friend of me? This was the question I asked the man above. Before I could ask another, he gave the next question a shove and said, Normally, I'd push you folks aside. But I'm feeling quite playful tonight. So do me one favor, just for fun. Breaking news, this is the first appearance of the Purple Mafia in over a year, and they seem to be only chasing down one man in the middle of the city roads. It also appears that they're only screaming and shooting in the air and not the man himself. Stay safe and in your homes, folks. We'll update you as more comes. And then it cuts out abruptly. One of the horns, <laughs> one of the horns was completely off. It was like a totally different key, and I have no idea why. I'm gonna have to go back and fix that. I'm so sorry. But the idea I was having there is, I'm going to, uh, I'm give this to Amy. Is towards the end, I want to put like, oh shit, oh shit, gotta run. And it's gonna be that guy like screaming. He has to run. And then there's going to be a jazz solo piano coming towards the end, and it's going to slowly fade out. Okay. But, yeah, that <laughs> abrupt, and I had to fix that stupid horn, because it was a completely different key. I'm so bad about that, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, oh. that was my purple <laughs> project. I thought it was just jazz being in a different key. Uh, nope, yeah, I no. just, it's just I jazz. I intentional, like, wow. Nope, no, that, was definitely not, that was definitely not intentional. It's supposed uh. to sound a little better than that. Oh. Yeah, whatever. That sounded like That's it was cool. um one of many musical numbers in a very satirical kind of musical. I don't even know how to describe it. Like so, a futuristic nineteen uh, twenties sort of mob. That's I will thing. tell you <laughs> right now what's <laughs> what's wrong with it. First of all, I said things three times in the beginning, and it was very clear. And I didn't change it, but I was like, you know what? Thanks, whatever. <laughs> Second of all, if this is noir based, yeah. how is this man ha like reporting in a helicopter? It, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but that's it worked. It felt exactly. It kind of worked. It kind of gave me like <laughs> yeah. cowboy bebop vibes. That, yeah, that nineteen twenties, but also way in the future. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, and I legitimately want to write a satirical musical one day. So. Oh this was practice for it. 
Tommy, is it perfect? Can no. I get in on that satirical music? I want I want everyone in on it. You know how much fun that would be? That'd be so much fun. Is this perfect? No. By all means, it is not perfect. Did this help me tremendously, right? Yes. I love jazz and I want to continue to make jazz. And this was an outlet in order to make that. I suck with horns and I <laughs> really learned about horns in this. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I like the way that you did the horns. So it was pretty simple. Was that from the uh, complete collection? So the saxophones were from the complete collection. Some of the muted horns are from the complete collection. I actually added the native instruments horn. Not the native instruments. What is it called? Spitfire. There we go. The Spitfire yeah. horn specifically on that. So that it'd give it a little bit of release because the saxophone mm-hmm. for that didn't give it release. It was just it cut off and even reverb sounded chunky with it. So I just added two horns. But I figured out not I didn't figure out fully how to use horns, but I learned how to use horns in a better manner. And then furthermore, I feel like I got a slightly better at writing lyrics, <laughs> even though sometimes they were a bit chonky. I got better. So yeah. it was fun. You can only, I mean, so there's an author and his name's Malcolm Gladwell. He's super famous. He has a idea. I believe this is Malcolm Gladwell of 10,000 hours. Like you just do something for 10,000 hours and you'll become an expert at it. I don't really believe that. Because I think that you have to do something and learn what you did wrong in those 10,000 hours to get better mm-hmm. at it. But the concept remains that if you don't, if you want to perfect something, then you need to practice it and you'll learn as you go. So just by writing or being creative, like you're going to get better at doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's really, I'm trying to strengthen the weakest aspects about my writing, which is definitely lyrics, because it, being in the whole one out two end thing and we want to do uh these like group writing meetings i want to have something to contribute other than uh i didn't like that paragraph and i don't know why i didn't like it you know yeah i want to be able to understand why i didn't like it or i want to understand why my lyrics were bad so on and so forth so yeah this was basically that was me practicing i will say that would this because of the extremely playful and sarcastic nature to it you could get away with not having acceptable lyrics you know mm-hmm. rhyming things in weird ways or stuff that's like why would you write like that but it, in this kind of piece it really worked yeah <laughs> it, but imagine how good it would be if it was airtight i guess is sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, imagine how good anything would be if it was right. airtight. You're right. <laughs> Which is why I'm trying to get better. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, it was fun. It was fun to make. Yeah. It sounded like that's cool. both like of you, both Tommy and Amy, had a lot of fun playing around with the lyrics for your pieces. Like, they weren't necessary labors of love. They were, this. I'm just having fun. This is so much fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times when I'm, writing something he i'm just like typing it down i think of something and i just start laughing so i'm like that's so stupid it's so funny and i just laugh a bunch i laugh a bunch and i'm like okay let me write some more (laughs) it's basically my style of writing when i was writing mine and especially because i was like you know the dad wants you to get married but the mom's like marry whoever you want and the sister's like no go have fun and i was like 
crap, what should the brother say? And as soon as I was like, oh, the brother just wants the room, I was like dying laughing because <laughs> I thought that that was so much fun. Um, instead of like, he's like, I don't care what you do. I just, just get, get out. Need your room. Just get out. Jeez. Do whatever um, you want. That, just don't do it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so yeah, having fun with those lyrics definitely oh, helped. But, yeah. um, Both. I I was laughing so hard, guys. Good, <laughs> no, good. but it was good stuff. Tommy, I really and I really oh, enjoyed it, especially kind of getting a tidbit because we had you kind of showcased it to me a little bit. So I really liked the way it turned out. I can't wait for the finished product. I think it turned out way better than you know you were expecting it to. So yeah, I, I would if if to change anything. First of all didn't realize the horns were in a different key at all that didn't register with my brain um <laughs> and maybe if i go back and listen to it and like listen for it then i will but anyways i thought that was fine uh the only thing i would say is just like the baseline talking just bring that up a little bit because it was hard to hear in some parts but yeah other than that i thought it was well that's right I'm, it was like it was hard it. to hear a little bit and towards the beginning and then towards the end it was a little too much which is why you know my mixing problems were wrong but i could definitely clean that up a lot so amy with yeah. your piece for the first maybe verse of it you were humming in the background i think was that mm -hmm. i was really struggling to hear that hum it was very very yeah fast. i purposely did that on because i just wanted something there i didn't but it didn't really sound like something was there it sounded like there was some background interference maybe i would oh. i would recommend bringing that up just a tiny bit so that it's clear that it's intentional more. noise that's supposed to be there okay okay yeah because i because i did keep i kept trying to build for each mm -hmm. verse and each chorus and you did but a great job you go back to the first time with the the first verse and it was just like nothing and i was like this sounds weird so uh but i, I can definitely go back and, and fix it so, so. it just needs a little bit more volume but yeah or if Tommy, you know, you want to help write music for it, that'd be also cool, too. Mike, mm. if you want to jump in on it, that's fine, too. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Mike's like, no, I don't want to. Oh, I will say another. <laughs> I just cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's okay. I cold, too. I will say that, um, like, for what I'm about to present, I, I, I finished, but I specifically told myself it's done. And there is a bunch of stuff I want to change about mm. it. But I am not going to go back and change it at least at this point, to put it in the podcast. When I finished it, I said, it's at a good point to stop and I'm happy with it, so I'm going to move on. And I think that that is probably one of the toughest things when you're writing something is knowing when to stop because an artist will keep painting that canvas nonstop, yeah. even if it's past perfection compared to what other people would say. Yeah. Uh, I will say right now my heater is on, so I apologize to audio listeners if you hear a little you know, noise in the background or it sounds a little fuzzy. Okay, so for my purple, I was not entirely sure what I was going to do for purple. I was driving to work one night, heading west, and the sun was setting. And right in the middle of the sunset was just this beautiful red, and right beneath it was a deep purple. And I went, oh, great, a sunset. That's what I want to make the Purple Project song off of. For a sunset, for me, it's always something that starts off really beautiful, and it can be happy and sad at the same time because it's the start and the end of something it fades into night which can be exciting and mysterious so i kind of wanted to do a real quick capture of that experience musically so we'll talk about some of the techniques i used to write afterwards warning to the audience this does start off very quiet and then gets pretty loud around 
15-ish seconds in, somewhere around there. So don't crank it up all the way to begin with. sunset and it felt like the moon was rising you saw the stars yeah actually that, that does make more sense. Sunset. It, i was having trouble stars. hearing the sunset i couldn't get the changing of seasons out of my head i imagined sort of like someone cresting a hill after like a long fought battle and looking down at like a ruined village or something and being devoted <laughs> go with me on this okay, <laughs> Being like devastated because the village is like ruined, but like out of the ashes of the village, the villagers and the people that they care about and were worried about started to emerge from the rubble. As zombies. Mm. As, as zombies. You got it. You nailed that. <laughs> no, I because it was very hopeful. It was like very like swelling and overwhelming and like this sense of like almost trepidation to a point of like contentment. And I I, I liked it. Very cinematic. I yeah. I mean, that's what I imagine. I was visualizing winter desperately trying to hold its own as spring is. It can't help it. Spring's coming. There's nothing winter can do about it. And finally, it just gives up and lets spring happen. That's crazy. I mean, it's one of the things I like so much about classical music compositions and a lot of like cinematic classical is. Without visuals, you can make your own story for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of one of the things I like. So I did, with writing this, this is one of the easiest things I've written. I came up with a very basic melody, which you hear with a cello in the beginning. And it's repeated a couple measures past the, uh, the really loud part. And from there, I basically just hit record and started adding layers to it. And then kept adding more and more layers. And I wouldn't go back and try and perfect a section. I would just keep writing and keep writing until it was about 
minute and 40 seconds long. And uh, I would then, once I had like the entire structure, I would go back and just add stuff to it and take away stuff and change some small things. But for me, the idea was to put the idea down on, you know, paper, so to speak. And this was electronic and just get it out as quick as possible so that I'm not trying to edit it as I go. I can go back and edit everything. And that was an incredibly helpful way to write is to know that it's going to suck and that there's parts I'm going to want to change, but let me just keep writing instead of going back and changing those things. And sometimes those things that I wanted to change, I ended up not doing, and it actually contributed to the overall project in the end. So if you're having trouble writing stuff, I would say just start writing and see where it takes you, Mm -hmm. because that is what I did with this musically, and it really worked uh, super well. And then I also had one other thing I was testing out with this, You may or may not have noticed, but the tempo was never stationary. It was always changing, except for the last 10 measures or something. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give it a very live performance feel. So the tempo was either always increasing or decreasing through a lot of the sections. It does stick out a bit with the horns at some points because they're supposed to be very on the note. But yeah, if you go back and listen to it, you can probably hear the tempo changing, but it yeah. had a gave it a more human more fluidity feel. to it than just being static. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that it. I actually, when you were talking about writing this, I took a similar po- approach with the lyrics because I was like, "Shit, I just need to get them down." And like that's basically how I did. I would get them down, record it. If I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, whatever," I'll record the next section. And I basically kept recording and just writing and recording and writing and recording and then I eventually fell into something that I liked. So, is again, it's not perfect, but it was a good way of writing because I was actually getting something down and not just being like, "Oh, I don't know if that's good enough." So, I I know I've said this story before and I'll say it a bunch on the podcast. Probably the best thing that I have learned in college was by taking an English class again that I did not want to take. The credits did not transfer over, but I had to take it again. And the teacher there said the most important lesson is to just free write without editing. And I was so resistant to that idea. So, so resistant. I was like, no, 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 I want to perfect something. And I finally gave in and just started free writing. And that has helped me in my overall writing composition for school in general, more than anything else is just doing free writing first to get the ideas out. And I think the same can be applied towards creative endeavors, especially music, because oftentimes I get bogged down in perfecting a verse or a chorus or an interlude as opposed to just getting the song out. So I just highly encourage anybody, if you are getting stuck in that perfection aspect, just keep writing and don't go back and edit. Yeah, I find that that's, that's always the hardest thing is you get so bogged down by one little thing and you're like, I don't know how to transition to the next thing, but then you never write down the next thing and so you you hold yourself back from being able to write something or just being able to to put to be creative at all when like you guys are saying if you just start writing and you just keep writing you're like i'm not gonna worry about that flat note or those punctuation marks like i'm just gonna just keep going for it i feel like it actually yeah it winds up producing something way better than you expected and it kind of helps you resolve those moments that you were stuck on because you're like oh wait i can just do this and it also is just i think quicker in the long run oh yeah that too 
the way I write fiction is actually the same right way that I write essays for school. And that's whatever ideas I start with, I just drop those ideas just as notes on a paper. And I'll break them up into different sections based on where I preliminarily think they're going to go. And then I start to fill in some stuff around it. And before long, I start forming sentences around those ideas and then some details around them. And then maybe I go back and those sentences get a little longer and I add some more details. And, ooh, I came up with a really great closing line for this section. And I just, I'm constantly bouncing back and forth. I have never, ever started a story with the first sentence that the story is going to be. I've never started an essay or, or paper for school with the first line that that paper or project is going to be. It's just my brain can't. If I had to write stuff in order, it's just not how my brain works. So by doing that, it's more of a scattered free thinking kind of thing. But that I find that really works well for me. And I highly recommend that to anybody who has kind of been stuck under the idea that you have to write things in order of sentence structure. Give that a try and, and see if that might help you be able to get all your ideas out and it's also a lot less stressful because you're not putting all this pressure on yourself to like really write full sentences or full paragraphs right from the beginning. You're just getting your notes mm. out and then you're actually building the content on top of those notes instead of looking at notes next to you and trying to translate that to full sentences. Well, awesome. Good job, guys. I'm so proud of all Good of you. Good job, guys. You guys did great. I'm mostly proud of myself because <laughs> screw you too. <laughs> And there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The purple was the black eye she gave everyone all along. Oh. Well, just in case, because like with the mom verse, she was like, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl. I was also trying to put in the fact that like the the pride flag is purple, pink, blue, and purple. And I thought it'd be kind of corny to write like a song about being bi. I think That's bi, the flag, bi flag, not pride flag. Uh, did I say pride? Yeah. I meant bi. I meant pride flag for bi. That's what I meant okay. to say. Sorry. Yeah. The bi flag is pink, blue, and purple. And so I was trying to like sneak that in there a little bit because you know, yeah. That's smart. Anyways, that was, I just thought that was fun. Fun little purple extra bit for you. All right. So the next. Nope. That's me. I already did it before. We're gonna re-roll that. Missy, uh -oh. you get to choose our next creative word. Uh, <laughs> Just a word. Come uh, on, your hand. Go, go, go. Look at something in your room and think of an adjective for it. Um, what would be an adjective for that? No, we already did bowls. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already done... I'm looking at a purple bulb hanging on my tree, like a bottle. <laughs> um, how about fairy tale? Or is that too fairy tale? That's a genre. Fairy Never tale. mind. That's fairy a tale. bad idea. No, it's just we're doing fairy, fairy tale. tale. Is that okay? Fairy tale is no. it? Sorry, you said the word fairy tale. Okay. That's it. It's Amy's like you're done. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> let me do fairy tale. <laughs> no. Oh, no, this one's gonna be fun. Okay, fairy, fairy tale. tale. All right. Oh gosh, gotta get the creative juices flowing now. We're the challenge. Jesus. Challenge. Where oh, if I could spell the word challenge, that'd be I feel like that's more of a genre. The challenge would. Oh my gosh. Four four L's. Four L's. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Three N's. Three N's. Four L's. Three N's. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So fairy tale is going to be our next word. So Crap, hopefully. What have I done? 
<laughs> you have to participate Crap, in this one guys, now. I have zero coming to mind. You got this. I believe in you. You'll be okay. fine. Okay. Okay. I can do this. I believe in me. You can do maybe? this. You do. You do believe in you. For all of you listening, that's your next challenge word too. If you had something for the purple challenge, send it over to us uh, on any social media. It's going to be one L two N Productions. Um, we would love to see what you guys came up with. And also, your new word is fairy tale. So go get creative. Go out there, start making. Um, we're excited to see what you guys are uh, are going to showcase for us. All right, so now we are going to move on to the uh, top five things from our 2021 kind of wrap-up that we're going to do here. Um, And these are just things that we really loved or just experiences that we had that were super notable. It's going to be kind of a mixed bag for everybody, but I thought we could kind of go around and kind of go from five to one of what everyone's uh, uh, items were. So... I will start off. My top five is earbuds. I got earbuds this year as a, a Christmas present. So technically it was a little recent. I didn't realize how awesome not having wired headphones would be. It's just been awesome to be able to kind of just like free up my movement or work out and not have to worry about the placement of my phone or the cords, or I can go to the bathroom and I don't have to bring my phone with me and like put it in my pocket while I'm, you know, listening to whatever I'm listening to. So that has been, that's been an awesome experience and I, I've really enjoyed them that's a good yeah, one that's a pretty yeah. good set of earbuds make make you sound oh yeah it like uh, it just changes your listening experience yeah that too I, well i will go next my number five for the year i tried to think of a movie or book or music or tv and i thought the most inspirational thing that i had as number five oh was a condiment. It was Cholula green pepper sauce. I absolutely <laughs> love it. It has inspired me to eat food in ways I've That's never good. had. And I'm not joking. I love it so much. I, I thought of movies to put on there. It it made it above like Coco and Soul for Pixar, which I watched this year Damn. for the first time. So yeah, Cholula green pepper sauce, number five. I mean, you've been talking about that like crazy. So you really that have. does not surprise me. Everything. It's Aaron! Hey! Cut the podcast! It's Aaron! Hey, hi. <laughs> I, know, I guess they can hear me. I just heard them. Yeah. Hi! Hi! Hello! That's Aaron. She is real. <gasps> he hasn't been lying what? all this time. <laughs> you, he actually you hates wife? his wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really sad? I need to change my list. Cholula's number six. Go. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so oh, what's no. number five? Then what's your number five? Uh, yeah. Number number five now is going to be single player games. It's actually two of them. They're very, very different. The first one, the audience will hate me, is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know that game is trash <laughs> and I loved it. It was so beautiful. I was playing it while I was taking a mythology course in college. Uh, so it was really cool to oh, like walk awesome. around that makes and see sense. it while I was taking the mythology course and kind of understand a little bit more. Um, and the other game was Metroid Dread, which for a single player game is just incredible. They really, really did well for like a 2D platformer nowadays. So those are my top fives. My fifth one was actually Portal Reloaded. This was a fan made game just made by one singular person and how i put it is it's a retreading of past games with a beautiful mix of new elements specifically one element which is the third portal and it like it basically time portal it's a time portal so you go back in time then forward in time in the exact same test and it 
changes every single mechanic in the game. Like just adding one mechanic, that changes everything else. It was like 10 or 18 puzzles, but it took me about five hours to complete. This was fucking hard puzzles. And by the end of it, I felt so good about myself figuring out these puzzles. It felt like old Valve games kind of playing that again. It was so much fun being able to see this spark of inspiration go through this person and then him absolutely dominating in every single puzzle he made. It was they, they were very well made. It's a free game too, the best type of game, right? <laughs> yep. There you go. Okay, so for my fifth one, I couldn't decide on definitive. So I have four things for <laughs> my fourth, my fifth one. Okay. To start off the fifth one, my favorite action movie of the year was um, No Time to Die, another one of the James Bond movies. It's a really good movie. It has a great soundtrack by Hans Zimmer. It has a great story. And it was is a very good definitive end to the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. My second one was something that came out a long time ago, but I watched this year. It was Band of Brothers. It is an amazing show. I loved it. I it was either eight or ten episodes, and it brought you brought you through just a bunch of guys who are living their life in a, a terrible time throughout war two and you experience them from just before normandy to the fall of the third reich and it's it's a great show it's a paratrooper team yeah paratrooper uh division my third one for the fifth was spider-man no way home it's a great movie recommend most people have probably seen it by now so it's whatever and my fourth one is probably the most controversial one of them all. It is actually Battlefield 2042. Wasn't expecting to see that. That's cool. <laughs> because go. I had a lot of fun playing with people and playing it while I was talking with people. And it was it was just fun. It's not, maybe not be the best game, but it is one of the most, some of the most fun I had during the year. So yeah, it's my fifth category. So you had four things? Yeah. Four things for his fifth category. Yeah. <laughs> All tied for fifth. All tied for fifth, apparently. So for my number five was quitting drinking. I became, during the pandemic, a raging alcoholic. I was drinking, on average, the equivalent of at least a bottle and a half of wine a day. You can translate that into liquor or or beer because I was drinking at all. But I would wake up and just pour, pour a glass of wine instead of making coffee. And I would go to bed with a glass of wine or a beer like on my nightstand. And it got to the point I started getting pretty sick last January and my body was like shutting down. So come February, I was trying different things, hoping don't be the alcohol, don't be the alcohol because it was my crutch. And so I quit drinking in February. I did like a test week in January. I felt better <laughs> after that. <laughs> so then I started like, after it. a week, I started drinking again. I'm like, we'll see. And after we could drink it, I started feeling like crap again. I was like, no. <laughs> So then I was like, okay, that's it. It's I've drunk a lifetime in the last six months, so I had to had to do it. So full disclosure, have still had a handful of drinks, like for Amy's birthday. We went to a winery. Yeah. For yeah. my birthday, she made us was it mimosas? Yeah. Yeah. They were good. You know, we had some punchy stuff at Thanksgiving. Tommy's and... birthday and Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I've I've had some stuff, but I've gotten past the point of needing. That's awesome. To, That's to awesome. function and it's really great <laughs> so. yeah and i've lost good stuff at least three dress sizes since that time 
Just that's awesome. Wow. Just by Dang. eliminating all that sugar. That, that's that. probably the best number five on the list. So, okay, there you go. <laughs> and that's my number five. Oh, nice. Her year was blasted. Number one, stop murdering people. And it's number five (laughs) instead of other ones because I miss out. Not like I need it, but like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I ruined it for myself. (laughs) Well, in the number four category for me, it was Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. It was so good. It was such like a, it felt like such an awesome accumulation of all the Spider-Mans and it it was just... uh, Without spoiling it, because Mike still hasn't seen it. I just really enjoyed it, and it it was just awesome. Especially, you know, growing up, watching all the other Spider-Mans. It just felt like it all came to fruition in a really awesome way. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that one. So that's, that definitely made my list. In fact, out of all movies, I think, that I saw this year, that one really stuck out to me, being fantastic. So, yeah, there you go. My number four was a multiplayer game, kind of two, but really one. And it was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, we played a lot of this together this yeah. year. And it Blast. is a very casual, like, multiplayer shooter. And it is so much fun, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I really liked it. kind of honorable mention for multiplayer game is also uh, Battlefield 2042. Because I've had a blast on it in the past, you know, week or so. But yeah, multiplayer game, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Being able to play both of those games with friends or family and just dicking around is like so much yeah. fun and dice is really good at making those types of games we are like i want to get on top of a tank throw some c4 on it put the tank on top of a helicopter and just be dumb and i want to laugh at my family and tell them that they suck like it's <laughs> it's great i absolutely love playing with you guys on those games yeah so number four is another video game sorry it is <laughs> hitman 3 and my title for this is really playing it the way the developers intended you to play it. A lot of what I've seen on the reviews in this game is like, this is stupid because you can do these dumb things that they don't make sense. And it's not really, they're not playing it the way the developers wanted you to play it. So I decided to take that approach from the beginning and it really does make you feel like this awesome badass spy going in and you know, a hitman. You you feel like you're going in, taking out these targets exactly when you need to, and the score. Oh gosh, the score is so freaking good. It swells when it needs to. It has this triumphing, triumphant winning music when you've killed the last person and you're running away. The software programming for the music comes in exactly when it needs to, and it makes you feel like you're watching and playing a James Bond game. It was so much fun. It was like a 20 hour experience. And I, uh, oh man, I was, it was a blast playing that game, especially the music. The music was just perfect for me. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. My number four this year is Minecraft. Minecraft will probably always be on my list in every year. I've always said this. I probably will always say this. Minecraft's my favorite game ever made and is one of the best. And the only game that beats Minecraft, in my opinion, is Minecraft Modded. And we've been <laughs> playing throughout the year, and with Tommy, and now with Emi, we've played a lot of Minecraft Modded, and it's just a lot of fun. I've also played a lot of Minecraft servers with friends, and I've just I've played probably way too much Minecraft in general, but especially this year. And it's just been a lot of fun to the sandbox nature and just to dive in and go and come out with a new experience every time 
even though you're pretty much doing the same things. And when, when you dive in, you can think about doing a completely different thing or doing the same exact thing. You still have as much fun. And it's just, it's just a great game. I love playing it and it's so diverse and pretty much everyone has it. So you can really ask anyone to play with. Yeah. It does have a great gameplay loop where after you play for like 150 hours on a server, you get kind of sick of it. And then, you know, six months to a year later, you can come back and do the exact same thing again. Oh yeah. See all the new content that they've added. Just. And my old friends again. It's fun. My loop this year has been very small. It's been sometimes a month or even like three or two weeks. So oh, wow. Minecraft Hearts of Iron. Nice. Minecraft Hearts of Iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My number four was watching Kamala Harris sworn in as vice president. As That's awesome. as a politician, like I'm I'm on the fence. There are things about her I like and there are things about her that I don't like. But when I watched I I actually got to watch, you know, the ceremony live, which I've never gotten to do since Clinton was <laughs> sworn in all those years ago for his second term. And I'm watching it and as they're swearing her in and I found myself actually crying watching yeah, same. it. And I'm probably going to tear up now. And I wasn't expecting that at all, like to get any kind of emotion from it. But growing up in the environment I grew up in as a female... My options were so, were presented to me as limited, that there was only so many things women could do, and leadership was absolutely forbidden for women. And to see so many other nations around the world have women in their highest offices, and that going on for decades, and like the US, it's like, hello guys, can we catch up please? So to finally see that actually happen was such a huge deal for me like it justified in a way that yes women really can be in leadership positions and i don't know it was a moment of of hope and encouragement for me yeah it was really cool to take it on a super serious note after missy my top three was the moment that now, unfortunately, Liam, you were not there, but when Mike, Missy, Tommy, and I all played golf with your friends. <laughs> Fucking moment. Oh, good moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so what to think of that. <laughs> for, the, for the audience, it might not make sense, but we were all just like, it's like the shooting the shit. Middle of the night, too. We're super it was tired. The, yeah. We were so tired. We were just all having fun, and we all have over like the last year kind of come up with um, uh, sort of like Western characters that we have. And I asked Mike what his Western character would be. And it was all downhill from there. And then us just kind of, we just started like riffing off of each other and playing and having a good time, just creating crap and laughing so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We were all laughing so hard. Like we got like an ab workout. We were laughing so hard, even though it was so late at night. And yeah, it was just a really fun time to just hang out with each other. And and that'll, it was, it was so fun. And Tommy (laughs) adding, I, 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 never mind. I'm not going to even say it's a whole long story, but it's it's just just uh, Tommy also riffing. riffing Yeah. It was, it was was good inside jokes and it was, it was a good time hanging out with everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Which, like, is not necessarily helpful to listen to as a part of an audio podcast, but just know it was a great time, and uh, even though you yeah. guys weren't there. <laughs> just know that maybe there'll be future we'll, content yeah. of us, you know, playing video games. Maybe. I'm... Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I exactly. just want to say I'm a fucking idiot, and I didn't even think of that moment. 
Like, I feel so dumb because that was such a great moment. <laughs> Wait yeah. till you hear my number one, oh. Tommy, because, man, I am an idiot. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to move on and with my number three miniseries, Midnight Mass. We already talked about it uh, last week. Yeah. Or week before. I also, for an honorable mention, the Watchmen miniseries on HBO. If mm. you enjoy the Watchmen graphic novel or the, you know, Zack Schneider film, this was so different in, in a really great way. So I very, very much liked it. And it, it fit with the time rather well. So that's my number three, Midnight Mass slash The Watchmen. My number three is also a double feature. It is Death Note and Django Unchained. Death Note was my first introduction to anime, and I think it is the best anime I will ever watch, which really sucks because, you know, it's all downhill from there. Essentially, it does so good on like a typical budget anime of using its it scenes masterfully without having to animate more and then on top of that telling a very well thought out story and the english dubs don't suck ass like it was it it felt like this could be a show but it only could exist in the anime world and it felt awesome it felt awesome to be introduced to death note as my first anime i'm very glad i watched it and i highly recommend everyone else who watches it Django Unchained, I watched with my bestie in Florida, and I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I didn't know I needed a Jamie Foxx and Christopher Waltz combo until I had it. <laughs> and then, oh my God, the entire time, I was like, I love this. I love this movie. The freaking Tarantino's has the best dialogue. It's so much fun. It was so good. Oh my gosh. And I love that Tarantino cast himself as a racist just to get himself blown up. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But like, again, he's a master at creating a story. And if it gets ridiculous, whatever. You're just in it for the characters. And I love that. I love that so much. So yeah, Django Unchanged. Pretty good. That was a great movie. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. that movie. Yeah. All right. And my number three is once again a video game. In the video game, I think we all know I've maybe sunk one too many hours into <laughs> that video <laughs> game being Hearts of Iron 4. Yeah. Now, I always played it. I've had played it for, for many years. In fact, the first Christmas that it was out on, Tom got it for me on his account because I couldn't play. And so I could only play when I was around Tommy, which kind of sucked. But this Because he didn't have a computer. That's why. Yeah. This year, Tommy got it for me because he was so sick of me playing it off of his account. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and then I just started playing. And I think that was a bad idea, Tommy, because now the fact... I, I don't think he's ever stopped. <laughs> yeah. He's playing it right now as he's speaking. <laughs> yeah. And then... So then after a little bit, I started getting bored. And then I found a few friends who also played... Hearts of Iron 4, and they introduced me to Hearts of Iron multiplayer, which then just created the same problem that I had for the first <laughs> half of the year, which except this problem was even worse for the second half of the year. And it's definitely much better multiplayer, though you it has a very high skill ceiling. You definitely know, have to know what you're doing, and I've played a lot in single player. It's just, it's an all-around great game, basically. I only play modded, but the base game is you start in as a country during World War II, and you're, ma ba you're mainly control military aspects of the nation, though with DLCs you control a lot more aspects. And you just kind of have to win and do whatever you want with World War II. You can go historical, you can go non-historical, you can do whatever you want. You can take over the world as Luxembourg or become a democratic Germany and don't even start a war. You know, it's really whatever you want. 
Awesome. That's good. Right. Yeah, you you really do love that game. And I'm I don't care that I bought it for you again, start an addiction. As long as you love it. That's what matters, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. My number three is gonna sound boring to the audience, but it's a really big deal to me. Cleaning my house. That sounds like a no brainer <laughs> thing everybody does every day, but some of us don't do it ever. So that guy doesn't write there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I understand. I cleaned it back in the end of October and uh, it had been really stressing me out because it had gotten so horrific and horrendous. I had just stuff piled up, looked like a hoarder's house and cleaned all that junk out. I, I like filled up the dumpster with just all my empty boxes that I had for no reason. Like, why was I holding on to empty boxes? I don't know what's wrong with me. Got rid of all the broken electronics that I kept telling myself I was going to give to dad so he could practice fixing them or whatever. No, just no. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> I got rid of all of it. I felt great throwing everything into that dumpster. Deep clean the house, like literally top to bottom. I scrubbed the ceiling. That took oh. like three days. Yeah, it's still, I got a vacuum. It's kind of messy, but it's manageable now. Before I would sit there and I would just feel so overwhelmed and so much anxiety that would cripple me from doing anything. The only thing I kept up with were dishes, but now I can actually like manage keeping it clean. I actually mm. decorated for Christmas. So all of that. And some so. good decorations too. <laughs> so it felt really good. So yeah, big deal for me. There you go. Well, my number two is already said again. Mine is Battlefront 2, also kind of Battlefield 2042, but specifically Battlefront because it was the first sort of multiplayer game, you know, like that, that I was able to play with the whole family. And I fell in love with that game. I absolutely didn't read like on the outside those games like call of duty and and battlefront or battlefield and everything they i don't know they just always seemed really boring to me and call of duty still does but the other ones they, they just seem really boring i didn't understand it and then when i got to play with you guys i was like oh no <laughs> this is really fun <laughs> and it just opened like this whole new experience of getting to experience games and i don't like playing online games without like with other people so getting to play with you guys was helping like ease me into like yeah i'll play games with other people now i don't care and it helps you know build my gaming skill which is still very low but it's it's, it's still been really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that one was just awesome also it helped fuel yeah. my love and addiction for star wars again so well, there you go <laughs> well my number two which was my number one until about 30 minutes ago <laughs> Should be no surprise to anybody here. It's an instrument. Yes, it's Spitfire's symphonic organ. I absolutely <laughs> love that organ so much. I've put it in everything I've written, which I'm going to not for whatever next project they do because I, I, I'm just addicted. But man, does it sound good. Check it out. Spitfire audio. They're symphonic organ. So that was your so number good. one. But your number one is Hopefully what I think your number one is going to be. Oh, his number one is absolutely going to be it. But yeah, that was yeah. your number one until about 34 minutes ago. That was absolutely ago. my number one. <laughs> the best thing of the year happened was, uh, uh, until about 30 minutes ago, the uh, Spitfire Symphonic <laughs> Organ. Okay. Yeah. That okay. best thing of the year is walking around pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> My number two of this year is 
another video game. Sorry, I like playing video games. I love playing video games. It's Control. It is a psychedelic mind-bending adventure. It mixes horror with science fiction and then masterfully creates these indestructible environments. And the icing on the cake is 100% ray tracing. It is beautiful. The story is really good. It mixes those horror elements very perfectly. I was hooked the entire time. If this isn't an endorsement, I read every single fucking lore letter that I picked up in that game because I was so into the story. And that, you don't ever see that from most gamers. So that was my endorsement for it. That's a good game. Y'all should play it. Good voice actor. Good gaming. It was fun. That's it. Okay. Cool. Now, after that. <laughs> All right. My number two is a movie that came out recently uh, by the name of Dune. God damn it. And I think there might be also a certain somebody who has that on their list. And you can always help me out if you want, as I will when you say it. Dune is just it's an all-around great movie. I think what really sold me was the theater experience for the movie. Because the theater experience for that enhances that movie more than I think any other movie possibly could. It's, it's so good. The sound design, the visuals, the music, especially Hans Zimmer's soundtrack i'm a Hans zimmer lover and he he went all out i think more than almost any other movie for this one and see, like see our previous podcast for all this too yeah we have a, almost a whole episode on it. it it's just a great movie also has a good story good plot it goes it flows well and i can't wait for part two great movie so my number two might seem a little odd but i've never had an aha moment before until 2021. Last January, I was sitting in a rigorous two-week course. It was, I took a 15-week class in 12 days, and oh my gosh, it was a beast. But I had to get a specific category, I don't remember the category, out of the way, and so one of the options on there was intro to psychology, so I took that. And in the middle of that class, I had my first aha moment. And I realized that everything I've ever been interested in in life relates to psychology in some way, shape or form. And that all of the classes I had taken and absolutely loved in school that were so unique were all in some way related to psychology, to the subcategories that I'm interested in and for the first time in my life I realized I want to do something with psychology. I I had only ever pursued career paths or degree paths based on either being told this is what you should do because I know what's best for you or my friends are doing it so I might as well do it too or I just accidentally fell into it and I'll just keep running with it because it's safer than trying something new. So for the first time in my life, I actually knew something that I wanted for me, something I wanted to pursue. And it was really invigorating and exciting to the point where I switched my majors. So, yay, psychology. Yay, I know more about me. <laughs> <laughs> yay. All right, that brings us to our final round, our number one things for the year. And mine was, no surprise, I feel like, Critical Role. I'm obsessed. Shit, it is I, fantastic. I forgot about that. I thought D&D &D was so stupid. And then Tommy made me watch 
critical role and I was like oh no I love I love D&D now I want to play D&D it's a, just such good friendships and they work so well together and they tell such a beautiful story or a funny story or a silly story they, they're just such good storytellers such good actors they're super engaging the story is fantastic and I I can't wait to to watch everything that they have and watch anything they have coming out it's amazing I love it so much and that's my yeah that's my number one um, so my number one favorite thing that happened this year, which of course I'm an idiot for not knowing, is I got married. Yeah, so. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we were originally doing yep. categories, so I yep. didn't really. No, no, no. This, this, this was I tried to give you a, a pass. But... This was a life event. <laughs> so I'm a total idiot. It's not Spitfire Audio Symphonic Organ. It is my lovely wife who I got married to. <laughs> So, yeah. I really thought you were going to pivot and say, yeah. my lovely symphonic organ. <laughs> but you were so excited she for that Cholula staring sauce. at me like I'm an idiot, which I totally understand. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Aaron. He is an that. idiot. To be fair, you got married in a very small, just you and the, her and the priest. And so, yeah, we basically eloped. Priest, the, yeah, yeah, you yeah. eloped. So you, I feel like you yeah, guys aren't really counting your just, big, big yeah. wedding until this this year. So I feel like it's okay. You do get a little bit past, a little bit past, but not much because that one was pretty much. great. So <laughs> yeah, she's not getting much from my wife. I can tell you that because look in her eyes. You wear a ring? Do you have a ring? Yeah, yeah. That's an everyday reminder that things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was there. Good. It was there. very good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess originally I was trying to think about things that inspired me in, during the year. Um, and it's and not Aaron, kind of apparently. A bit. And as as soon as she came inside, it was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Of course, this is, <laughs> this is the number one. <laughs> yeah. so, sometimes you just need to be reminded about what you love. Dan was a little too cute for my liking from you. <laughs> a little too cute. <laughs> Anyways, go, Tommy. Dune. I watched a movie in IMAX twice in one week, and then I purchased a book, and I've been reading a book, and the book's pretty good, too. Just a little interesting fact about Dune. They did the sound design before they did the visuals, which I absolutely love, and they made the visuals completely based off the sound design, and I was like, this makes so much sense. This is a great movie. I love this movie. I love Hans Zimmer. I love Denny. Oh my god. I think everybody knows my number one because I don't stop talking about it. But my number one is easily Game of Thrones. I watched all of Game of Thrones. I binged right. it this year and I watch all the time. I try to refrain myself from talking about it on every uh, podcast. Well, you so should. The audience, it might Talk not it. be as uh, obvious to the audience, but like after every single podcast the four of them are like oh i thought you were gonna mention something about game of thrones in the podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like no i'm trying i'm not trying to do that i'm trying to like refrain myself from it and trying to not mention it or bring it up all the time but game of thrones i watched all these seasons and yeah there's some disappointment but the beginning and a lot of the middle was just too good like the first four seasons are like probably the best four seasons of any show ever. It's it's such a good show. I love it so much, and it's amazing. 100% would recommend, even with the disappointing ending. I also watched it for the first time this year. So yes, I agree with what he said. Oh, so yeah, that's your number no. one too. That's nice, nice. nice. That's my commentary on <laughs> him. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. Not my number, number one, one, because if I bumped my number one for freaking Game of Thrones, like, please. My number one was getting my associate's degree. Yay! Let's go. Took me 19 oh. years. 
<laughs> yeah, he got it though. I finally got it. I switched my major five times, I think. But I mean, over the course of 19 years, life changed a lot. So that's why I switched. But mm-hmm. once I knew mm-hmm. what I was doing, I just like boom, 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 and super flew through it. So yeah, I finally have a degree, even though most companies don't think it means anything. As long as you're proud. I am proud. And exactly. I wish all the companies there out there would be proud of me too. That's awesome. That uh, Really cool to hear everyone's different takes on uh, 2021 and what we uh, loved or what we're excited about or what we experienced. If you guys listening, what are your you know top fives? What did you experience and love from 2021? And did anything from our list make it to your list? Let us know. Hit us up. You can reach us at 1L2N Productions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. And if you liked what we did here and you want to show your love, feel free to go over and support what we're doing over on patreon thank you very much for everyone listening to our shenanigans we love you very much and the last word of the day goes to (laughs) me uh oscar is a great movie and everybody should watch it because it's a fantastic movie and i think that you uh you would all like it and if you don't like it that's fine but you're wrong so there you go okay bye (laughs) 